You're listening to another life-transforming message from Awakened Church with campuses in San Diego and Salt Lake City. To find out more about us, go to awakenedchurch.com. Okay, real quickly, what we're going to do, because we have so much time tonight, I'm gonna, we're going to be on time. Can we put up Hebrews chapter 11? It's on the right-hand side of your Bible. And the title of my speech tonight is Defy the Odds. Someone say Defy. Say like you got energy, San Marcos. Say defy the odds. Every one of us has got odds. We got statistics. We got adversaries. We got foes. Some of us are, we're our own enemy. Come on, somebody. We got things working against us. But I love what this scripture says. Time would fail. Can we put it up on the backside of this wall? There we go. What more should I say? Now, you know, I have the time to tell about Gideon, Barak, Samson, Jephthah, David, Samuel, and the prophets, boom, who through faith, someone say through faith, they conquered kingdoms, administered justice, they gained what was promised. Someone say, I'm going to gain what's promised. Ooh, I like that. They shut the mouths of lions. One more. They quenched the fury of the flames. They escaped the edge of the sword, whose weakness was turned to strength. Someone say, my weakness. Act like you got some. Come on, somebody. My weakness is being turned to strength. What I love about these people, is says they routed foreign enemies. They became powerful in battle. Sorry, I left my wallet in my pocket. Um, and they did all these powerful things. Not one of them started out that way. They were always, they all started out like you and me, shaky in some areas. How do we know a shaky person with a sturdy God and things can change? God put a demand on their potential at a point in their life. He spoke a promise. A promise, according to Webster's, brings hope and expectation. Come on. It enlarges the field of vision. And he took them from where they started into a great place. I don't believe you were put on this planet to work a job, just to make a living. I believe you were put on this planet to leave your mark, to make a statement. I don't believe life's about surviving COVID. I don't believe life's about surviving a presidency. I believe the Bible says you're a work of art created in Christ Jesus to do good works. I believe the real you is making a new demand on maybe the you that you've settled for. Too many times we get a tame, domesticated version of you. When you were young, that wasn't the way you were. Some of you interrupted your classes and teachers. Come on. Because you had something to say. But a lot of times our voice gets muzzled in life. Disappointment hits. And we seem so far away and the odds get bigger and bigger. But I love this about God. He comes in and he gives a word. You can defy the odds. You don't have to be a statistic of the health thing that's going on. You don't got to be a statistic of the fear. You don't got to be a statistic of the financial system. You have the opportunity. God gives you an invitation. Usually you give him back your limitation. Isn't that the truth? Come on, tell the truth. Smile, even if you got three teeth. Try it. God says you're going to build a big business, but I'm about $80,000 in debt. God says you're going to have a family. The doctor said we can't have kids. God says you're going to be a powerful leader. You're struggling and cussing like crazy. God knows your frame, the Bible says. He knows your weakness, but he's not overly concerned about where you are. Your calling is not where you are, it's who you are. 
If you're not careful, if you don't reach for what's before you, you will die by what's behind you. Let me say that again because that's worth your gas money here for a minute. If you don't reach for what's before you, someone say destiny's before me. Then you will die by what's behind you. God is not auditioning other people for your role. Let that simmer for a minute, come on. It don't matter what your eighth grade teacher said. It don't matter what your stepmama said. It don't matter what your ex-lover and ex-husband used to say. Come on. The fact that you're breathing is evidence God knows the earth needs something you contain. You're sitting next to a miracle. Just eight years ago, a guy by the name of Conor McGregor was living off welfare checks. Last week, two weeks ago, excuse me, sold his company for $600 million. My great uncle, people don't know this, my great uncle moved from New York to train a horse. Everybody else in Santa Anita said, undersized, underdeveloped, considered a loser. But he started speaking to it and taking care of it. And all of a sudden, out of Sea Biscuit broke out a champion in the Depression area. It just needed somebody to see the ability and what everybody else put on the discount rack. Can I just go ahead and prophesy to you and everyone watching online? God's about to reintroduce you in a new way to people that wrote you off. Oh, if I was you, I'd go ahead and shout right there. So let me feel a little energy up in here, up in here. It's Wednesday night. It's miércoles. Perequito español. All these people started out with so many weakness, but it says as they walked with God, their weakness was slowly turned to strength. He took them from a place of being overwhelmed by the odds to defying the odds. He did it supernaturally. That's why it's so important to be a part of a community where you get planted, not where you visit. We don't need you to have a nest, we need you to have a haven. We need you a place where you can develop and grow. The top 10% of the richest and happiest people have communities like this where they're a part of where they can grow and sharpen and strengthen each other. Never isolate yourself from your success. You're one conversation, one person away from a whole different life. So to defy the odds, to defy the odds, how does this work? Well, you're, when you're abiding in God, when you're the, Jesus said, hey, uh, he's the vine, we're the branches. When we abide in him, his supernatural ability starts to overcome your natural ability. I've watched this in my life. You watched this in the disciples. Peter went from cussing all the time, chopping people's ears off. Now his shadow's healing a city. Come on. You went from Philip, he's nervous and he's timid. Now he's going places and speaking and paralyzed people are walking. See, when you get close to God, he rubs. It's a Hebrew word, mashak, the rubbing off of. He puts his ability on your lack of ability. There's a reason why he wants you to be disciplined and make the Bible a priority of your life. Because according to 2 Peter 1, 3, and 4, his promises let you get his divine nature to start operating in you. You can live a supernatural life. Self-help's no help at all. I speak for a lot of these cats, and they're good. But they can only take you so high. The call on your life's gonna need miracles if you're gonna defy the odds. 
You can't just be like, hey, I got the right plan. Oh, I got my planner. I got my Stephen Covey planner. I got my Tony Robbins unshakable thing. Then over here, I got my Brendan Bruchard. I know what I'm going to do for my steps. Mel Robbins says, don't do fine. You can do all of that and still miss your calling. It's not what man says about your life. It's what God says about your life that counts. Let me say that again, playa. Come on. It ain't what man says about your life. It's what God says about your life. And everybody in here has the ability through faith to gain what's promised. Come on. When you had your baby pictures, you were happy. You had all this promise in you. They take you to J.C. Penney's. Come on, because you was Poe. For us, it was Kmart with our Adidas, you know, not an Adidas. We had the four stripes. Come on, somebody. Not the three. Oh, not everybody was Poe. You had promise. But now that promise gets plagued. Watch. Stuff I hitting you. Come on. You start thinking, no, no longer how can I create stuff, but life becomes about fixing stuff. Life becomes medicating. I want to get out of recovery. I'm always broken. I'm always bound. I'm always tied up. Watch, life becomes about recovery rather than discovery. God's trying to shift your gears. Because you got odds to defy. Number one, how's it going to happen? You got to believe. Someone say believe. believe. Jesus, these are some of his quotes, his words. According to your faith, let it be unto you. Matthew 9, 29 to blind people. Become what you believe. To Lazarus' family, if you will believe, you will see the glory of God. Belief is a choice. It's an attitude. I choose to believe God's bigger than what is around me. He's bigger than my pocketbook. He's bigger than my boss. He's bigger than our government. He's bigger than what I went through. He's bigger than last night. He's got a reputation. It's amazing the last 16 months how many unbelievers, believers that we have. They can tell you what Fauci says. Come on, who hasn't treated a patient in 40 years? They can tell you what a president says, but they can't tell you what Jesus is saying. If you can believe, all things are possible. Tell you a funny story. So I was, I gotta be a little careful because we're live tonight. So I was in a very famous tattoo shop. Friend of mine had a six-month waiting list to get into the top tattoo guy in the world in West Hollywood. This is back a couple years ago. Ben, you was with me. In the middle of the night, we're in there. He's getting a tattoo, and he's got about eight guys who work for him in the front, and they're having a party. People smoking weed. They're doing all kinds of crazy stuff. Body parts are everywhere. It's, it's chaos on a Saturday night. And then the preacher's in the back room, okay? Janet Jackson just left. It's a true story. We're sitting back there, and he's giving my friend a tattoo. He's got a little needle, and I go, can I tell you something, Mark? I go, Mark, I go, do you know that God's got tattoos? What are you talking about, bro? He's 50 years old, slick black, blue hair, alligator skin, shoes, slacks. He's in all these people's videos, you know, did Tupac, everything. And I go, yeah, I go, the Bible says in Isaiah that God's got tattoos of you on his hand. He thinks about you all the time, and he's never thought one bad thought about you. He goes, you believe that? I go, I'm convicted of it. He goes, I want to believe that. I go, let me shock you. I said, Jesus has got a tattoo. He goes, no blankety blank way. (laughs) Come on, some of you, that makes you nervous already. Brother, you should have rebuked him. Come on, lost people gonna act lost. 
How are you going to win anybody trying to be all funky? Make sure your presence makes people addicted about Jesus, not want to run the opposite direction. Don't stone me. In fact, let me just ask the question, because it's a sobering question. How many people you made hungry to know Jesus lately? People get around you, they go, oh my gosh, I gotta have what you got. Who are you? What do you got going on? What's your world? It don't matter if you're a house mom. It don't matter if you're a quiet or a house dad and you're quiet. It don't matter. You should be so much life pouring out of you that when people get around you, you go, you different. Man, you got some, you got something. There's a something, there's something about you. Go, oh my gosh. They go like a lot of times, dude, you got like an aura or an energy. Go, oh my gosh. A lady did that on Delta Airlines. She walked by, she goes, who are you? I go, I'm special. She goes, can I just come and spend time on your specialness? I go, absolutely. She was a stewardess. She came near, she goes, why do I feel like you could tell me my future? I go, because I can. Because I know the one that knows it. We sat there, the power of God hit this woman. She started bawling and getting healed. She goes, come in the back with all the other people. They're struggling with this. They're struggling with that. Go get them. Go get them. In the back of that a freaking airplane. Bam, 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 bam. It's a true story. Okay, back to the story. Okay, real quickly. It was like a side route. We got off of the 78 back right on. Carry up. So we're in the back room. I go, Jesus, and he goes, oh my goodness. He says, you got a Bible? I go, Ben, can you run to the car and see if I got one in the trunk? We had a Bible. We bring it in. He reads it, and he goes, oh my goodness, I got to get everybody in. So people come in with their bottles. They got their weed. They got their body parts. It's a, a total Jesus type of event. He's a friend of sinners. Not an enemy of them. He's a friend of them. Come on, y'all. So we were sitting back there, and he goes, okay, show them all the Bible. So they all hovered over on top of things. Everything's everywhere. It's chaos. Alex, I'm sitting there. I start reading about Jesus. And the guy goes, man, Jesus is a flipping gangster. Like that. He goes, I started reading him the scriptures. And the guy goes, I got to hook you up and give you a tattoo. He goes, I want to believe this. I go, sit down. So he starts to give me a tattoo, and he's got a needle in my arm. And I go, do you feel this energy, this presence? He goes, yeah. I go, that's Jesus. He's realized that if you'll believe in him, he'll transform you from the inside out. It's your choice to believe. It's an attitude. See, your attitude is a librarian of your past. It's the speaker of your present, but it's the prophet to your future. <laughs> Man, I gotta go quick. I got 11 minutes. <laughs> I gotta pray for peeps. Watch. Your attitude is your librarian of your past. It's the speaker of your present but it's the prophet to your future. And the power is Jesus gives you the power to choose it. I go, if you choose to believe, life will open up. And I sat there and he's giving me a tattoo. I go, let me just tell you about your future. And I started giving him words of knowledge about his family. People heard he starts bawling his eyeballs out there. All of a sudden, that room that was like a flipping hellion room with every kind of demar demonic thing in the world, it only took one person with a life of Jesus. And you shift a thing. When you get somebody to believe, maybe that's why Jesus says this, that he gives us a word of reconciliation. Go tell people they've been reconciled. Don't point out people their sins. Go Tell them I found the savior. Don't tell people they're sick. I found the healer. Don't tell people they're broke. Tell people I found the way out.
Man, amen my own self right there. That was good. That night, the power got hit that way. As we walk out at 4.15 in the morning, these guys were lifting up their hands and everything, worshiping. He goes, I choose to believe. A couple weeks ago, I was in Modesto, California, a little five-year-old character. Can you put him up on the screen for me real quick? I sent it over to you if you got the pic of him. He's five years old. After I was all done speaking in the night, he goes, I need you to help me, Mr. Rex. I heard you talk. I didn't want to go to the kids' department. I go, what's up, little hustler? And I got down, I gave him 20 bucks, because if you give a kid money, they always listen. <laughs> and he goes, I got a problem. He goes, I'm blind in my eye. Since birth, I can't see. He goes, I believe, though. Can you go ahead and go ahead and do the healing thing? <laughs> he goes, I believe Jesus. I go, okay, so this is what's going to happen. You like Spider-Man? He goes, I like Spider-Man. So like Spider-Man goes, and like a web comes out, I'm going to go, and Jesus' presence is going to touch you. Just trying to talk to a five-year-old. Okay? So I go, Jesus, touch him. And he goes, okay, I believe. I got it. I go, do you feel any different? He goes, I don't need to feel any different. I believe that he's going to heal me. True story. I get to the restaurant. I get to the restaurant. I get to the restaurant with the pastors. We're about 45 minutes into the nice steak and we get a video. He's at home, his mother says, cover your bad eye. You cover your good eye. And he starts reading off the thing. She goes, this can't be happening. We gotta go take him to the doctors on Monday. It's Saturday night. Monday he goes to the doctors. The doctors do all the tests. Every bit of his eyesight, blind 100%, all the way back. This is what's awesome. Watch how cool. Yeah, give the Lord a clap. Give Jesus honor. Oh, you love, your spirit loves us. Watch, here we go. This is going to be good for you because you're going to get it tonight. Watch. Woo! I just felt somebody's womb open up too. Somebody's been trying to have some kids up in here. Somebody, come on, somebody's been wanting to have a baby. Who wants to have a baby real fast? Is that you up in there in the cheap seats? You didn't get box seats. You're way up there. Come on, on the pavilion level. You want to have a baby for real? Okay, stand up. I believe Jesus will give you a baby that you'll have a child the next March, around March 13th to 15th, that the spirit of Jesus is gonna touch your body in such a way you're gonna know Jesus did that for you. No man, no preacher, no self-help guru, no Oprah Winfrey, Jesus. He's the name above every name. He can open and he can close. And I believe with you tonight that his supernatural healing presence will touch your womb and it will recorrect things even in your female track and you're gonna watch UT, your UTI, that's gonna be fixed. Things are going to be better within your body. You're going to find supernaturally God's going to make a way for you where there is no way. You're going to see him intervene on your behalf. That little boy went to the doctors. Watch out, all eyes on me, watch. He went to the doctors. Watch how cool this is. He gets a clean bill of health. He can read perfect. He goes back to kindergarten class. He stands on his seat. Come on, I love these little characters like this. He says, everybody, you all know that I couldn't see and was blind in my left eye. I got to show you what Jesus did because I believe. He stands up, closes his, here's a good eye, and he starts reading. He goes, Jesus could hook you up too if you believe. Come on, y'all. Hey. 
Okay, I gotta go faster, watch. Someone say believe. believe. Someone say I'm a believer. believer. Slap the person next to you, say believe. believe. It's time to believe again. Some of you are gonna go find a promise. You're gonna latch onto it like a flipping pit bull. Lock your jaws on the word. Not on an idea, not on a feeling, but the promise of God. God is as good as his word. There is not failed one word of all his good promise. He's not a man that he should lie. He is alert, he's active, he's operative. He watches over his word to perform it. I would be an idiot to get on these stages for 24 years and tell people God can heal, put my hands on a blind eye and see it open. If I did not believe God would not do my will, but he would do his word. At some point, the word's got to get in you. Look at me, look at, look at, look at me, look at me. That's why the enemy's fighting you. He's trying to steal the word. If he can steal the promise of God, he'll beat you because he'll put you in to your soul, your sense realm, and he'll kick your butt there. Look at me for a minute. The devil's got a destructive plan, but he's trying to get you into your feelings. So you're all fleeping moody. I think I had faith, now I don't. I had faith yesterday, and today I'm tormented and depressed. I was full of joy, and then I, then I got in a little bit of trouble at work, and then I'm not full of joy. He wants you to live how you feel rather than how you decide. Jesus said the devil is after the word. Don't let go of the word. If you got a promise from God, one word from God is enough. Hold on to that thing. Seek or swim, live or die. Hold on to put this word inside of your heart. You can beat me, you can chain me, you can torment my mind, you can try to afflict me with disease, but I'm not letting go. Your word says, your word says. Watch how powerful. To help you, some people that are more, have a little bit more understanding the Bible, Hebrews 1.3 says, he upholds things by the word of his power, not the power of his word. Go here, watch. If it's the power of his word, only God can do it. If he upholds everything by the word of his power, then I have the ability to speak his word and create light where there's darkness. I can create blessing where there's, where there's poverty. But I don't feel it. And when I normally go to a church, I just want them to give me the nice little 10 points to joy. How the hell that gonna help you when it's Tuesday and you're being tormented by regret? You're being tormented by spirits of shame. At some point, you gotta lift up a shield of faith and say, it is written. Fuck. You believe, but then you gotta receive. I gotta go faster to receive. To receive is not the same thing. Receive means to take into yourself. People that start receiving from God, they get aggressive better word, assertive. They assert themselves. They get assertive in the way they think. Jesus taught, if you're going to build something, make sure you think about if you have enough people to go to war. Or if you're going to build something, make sure you got enough to go. Watch, if we would start thinking assertively and aggressively, our life could be so much better. Think about, how can I get out of debt? Come on. Your mind has the ability to make a heaven out of a hell, a hell out of heaven. Let me say that again. Your mind has the ability to make a heaven out of a hell, a hell out of heaven. 
thinking is simply asking and answering questions. You ask bad questions, you get bad answers. Why are they doing this to me? Why does my life suck? Why don't I get healed? Why did they get healed? Why do they get the promotion? How many know you're going to talk yourself into depression? You don't even need the devil. This is flipping good, and i got to change gears. What if you started, hey, how can I be a blessing when I come to church? Would that change the way you show up? Hey, Jesus, I'm going to come to give you an experience. I don't care if the song's good. I don't care if somebody took my spot. I'm coming to give you something. It's going to come out of my soul. What if you go, hey, I don't care if everybody else does a halfway or a halfway job. When I go to my job, I'm going to work out it all my heart under the Lord, not to man. Your job is to provide opportunity for you to give. Your job is not your provider. God's your provider. He only gave you a job so you don't steal anymore, but you got something to give. Let's break some poverty off our mind. Free your mind and the rest will follow. That is not a hill song. 90s hip hop. When you receive, you gotta think aggressively. You start speaking aggressively. If you're gonna speak, 1 Peter 4.11 says, speak the words of God. Watch, there's a doctor I know and he does this thing. Every prescription he gives every person, no matter who they come in, I'll give you a prescription. Every day you're to say over yourself, I'm getting better every day in every way, better and better and better every day. Every single hour, that's for the prescription. Supernatural results. Life and death are in the power of the tongue. You eat your words, Proverbs says. A man has joy by the answer of his mouth, not by what happens for you. 85% of your emotions are what you say. Are you talking yourself out of what God's talking you into? I gotta move a little quick watch. There's power in your mouth. The woman, the issue blood. Well, she crawled. She kept saying, if you read it in the Greek, she wouldn't shut up when others told her to hush. See, you got culture trying to hush you. You got Mark Zuckerberg trying to hush you. You got people trying to hush you. Watch. You got a culture that wants to, you will low culture, shut your mouth. Don't have a voice. Don't have an opinion. No, 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 no. You don't understand. When you start speaking, you're declaring the course of your life, James says. Your words determine your future. Stop waiting for somebody else to pull greatness out of your kid. Tell your kid they're a freaking champion. I don't have a ministry. Hey, can you give me a ministry? I got a ministry for you. When you're done tonight, go stand out there when all those kids walk out of that church. Say you're a world shaker. You're a miracle. You are loved. You are valued. You're a healer. You're not, you're gonna do big freaking things on somebody stir it up. Give me one minute on this and I'm done. Watch. Philemon 1.6, flame and yon 1.6 is in the Bible. It says your faith. Someone say my faith. faith. Slap your chest. Say my faith. faith. It becomes effective when when I acknowledge every good thing in me. But notice what happens. The enemy wants you to acknowledge everything that's wrong in your life. 
That's why God says, let the weak say that I'm strong. Let the sick say that I'm healed. Let the oppressed say that I'm free. Let the broke say that God is my wealth. Let God say he'll meet. Speak about what God can do. Don't call it as is. Call what's not as though it is. Jesus said out of his own mouth, you will have what you say. If he was to come through the screen for men and say, hey guys, tonight I thank you for inviting me to San Marcos. Jesus, the Messiah. First of all, you all be on your knees. Come on. I don't care if you charismatic or not, you'd be weeping. Come on. You wouldn't be like, no, Jesus, I'm so dignified. Do you know who I am? If he came through that screen and said, I'm gonna lay my hands on every one of you. But here's the deal, as soon as I lay my hands on you, it will come to pass that everything you say from this moment, it will come to pass over your life, good or bad, from this moment I lay my hands on you. Would that change what you say about yourself and about other people? He did. Mark 11, 23. Whatever you believe and you speak, you shall have. The challenge is you keep having things that you've already spoken. But you can reverse it. Come on. Let me work it. Let me work it. Don't sing the rest of those words, Rex. Watch how powerful. So this is how this message came across. I was at the central campus. It's almost done. It's going to be good. There was a guy who had a word of knowledge a couple weeks ago. I said, somebody's kidney's being healed. I walk over and there's a guy in a wheelchair. He's about 23 years old, 22, maybe somewhere around there. Buff. I walk over to him, immediately people are like, oh my gosh, is he gonna yank him out of the wheelchair? Because I've been known to try. <laughs> you can't win if you don't try. You can pray for miracles all day on. You become good when you practice them. I've had successes and I've had failures that don't keep me from quitting. I see more than most people because I take a lot of shots. Aren't you nervous what happens if it doesn't work? Well, it might, what if it does? I walked over to this guy and I go, I got a word for you. He said, your kidney's gonna be healed. And then he goes, yeah. And I go, I got another word for you. You're gonna defy the odds. 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 And I walked on and I went and prayed for somebody else and they got healed over there. Nothing changed. He's in a wheelchair. He's never felt the lower part of his body one day in his life. Never felt his legs, he's never felt his socks, never felt his shoes, never felt his chonies. You know what I'm saying? Never felt anything. But people at Awaken came alongside him. Well, I was over there praying for all the people over by the overflow. They came say, hey, did you hear that? You're gonna defy the odds. Well, I don't know, I can't move anything. I want to, but I'm giving my commands and my body won't respond. We're gonna help you. Watch, sometimes miracles take more than just you if you're gonna defy the odds. Watch how powerful. Man, this is like us, brother, watch. We go, they go over there and they go, hey, we'll start moving your feet for you. And he goes, they say, you just step into the miracle. He goes, I'll do my best. All it took is a moment, watch. They started moving his legs and after about a minute of moving his legs, he felt a twinge in one of his toes. Then it moved to another toe. Then it moved to another toe. Before you know it, at the end of the night, this is a true story, this isn't make-believe. This isn't the Easter Bunny, this isn't Santa Claus. He began to move his legs and he began to feel his feet. A 23, 22-year-old man never felt his legs one night, one day in his life. 
All he needed was a word and someone to come along and said, hey, let's step into it. Let's not view it. Let's not watch it. Let's step into it. Tonight, someone's about to, someone's about to, someone's about. Why don't we give the Lord a clap and a shout? You can feel him. Watch. Okay. You believe, you receive, you become a miracle. I did an event the other day, two events with Les Brown. Les Brown was born. He was mentally, called him mentally retarded and could not talk. He's probably spoke to probably much about any more people than anybody I know. Millions of people. He's in his 70s. He did an event with 33,000 people online the other day. And we spoke at this event. It's a, you know, personal growth. And he said, I just chose not to believe. I knew I'd become a miracle. People used to go walk at Lazarus just because he was a miracle. Your life's about to become so good. In 2021, 2022, 2023, people are going to go, man, that's a miracle. I remember when they was all jacked up. Look at them now. They were all cloudy in their head. Now they're free. They was all jacked up on that. Come on. Now they ain't. They were all fearful and worried and freaked out and scared. People are scared, depending on what part of the city you're from. Now they ain't. They used to be broke, and now they're giving. They're not borrowing. You believe, you receive, you become, and finally you release. You release miracles. Can I tell you the greatest thing in life is when you start seeing yourself as, you know what? God can release miracles through me. It doesn't gotta be spectacular to be supernatural. Because a miracle's not a miracle to God. It's just a process that you work that God sped up. Let me say that again. A miracle's not a miracle to God. It won't be a question this year if God can perform. One day Michael Jordan will shoot his last jump shot, Tiger Woods will hit his last birdie, but God that you serve will never quit performing his last miracle. I end with this. There was a young man, he's a minister, he wasn't even like we are where we lift our hands and all passionate about God, and he had to go to a mental institution in Oregon and he was at the menstrual tissue in Oregon, and it was the highest level they had right outside of Bend. And they had 100 of the top, like, highest level of people that were really tormented in a bad spot. They were hardly clothed, hardly clad. It was only a couple of years ago. And there was feces, all kinds of stuff around. And these people were just making moans and groans. They couldn't even talk. The young man got in there. He could not counsel. He could not preach. He could not pray for them. He didn't know what to do. So he said, Holy Spirit, what can I do to bring God into this situation? And he felt the Holy Spirit said to him, sit down in the middle of the room every day, come here five days a week. And for 30 minutes, I don't want you to counsel. I don't want you to prophesy. I don't want you to sing. I don't want you to speak. I want you to sing Jesus loves me. True story. So he sat down in the middle of the room in front of everybody and kept going, Jesus loves me this I know. Hit little kids rhyme, huh? For the Bible tells me so, little ones to him belong. They are weak, but he is strong. Yes, Jesus loves me. Yes, Jesus loves me. Oh, yes, Jesus loves me. The Bible tells me so. He did that day in and day out. After a month, one person joined him and came next to him and started singing, Jesus loves me, this I know, for the Bible tells me so. 
Little ones to him belong. They are weak, but he is strong. Three, four, five, six, seven, 30, 40, 50. Yes, Jesus loves me. Oh, yes, Jesus loves me. Yes, Jesus loves me. The Bible tells me so. Nine months later, every single one of them was completely discharged and released. Not one counsel, not one prayer, not one dig deep in deliverance. All it did was shift, and I'm going to bring the love of Jesus. Come on, San Marcos, give the Lord a clap and a shout in here. Thanks for listening. To find out more about our locations, team, and what we do here at Awakened Church, go to awakenedchurch.com.